What's up, you guys? Ryan K here with the uh, B2B Growth Hacker or Growth Pirate Podcast. Uh, today, I, I got an interesting topic to talk about, about how um, how pirates, how, how underdogs um, get things done inside of a bigger organization and, and how they get things done, period, right? Um, and it really comes down to this one concept of approval. Now, when you work for a bigger company, you most likely need quote unquote approval for things, or that's the way they set the stage. Now, if you go and you read the book, uh, The Five Minute Manager and the Monkey, you'll see what we're talking about there. The, the management book is trying to teach managers how to set the stage so that they don't have to do the work by having their employees do the work. And it talks about how to break a project down and hand it off and how to make sure that you create insurance. If you haven't read this book, go check it out. And the insurance is approval. Do they need to approve it before they send it? Do they need to approve it after they send it? Et cetera, et cetera. So go read that book, except now you've got to think about it from the opposite side. You see, the most important thing a growth hacker, a growth pirate does, is does things without approval. And there's a really important reason for it. Most likely, the stuff that you're doing as a, a disruptor, as a growth hacker, whatever you want to call it, whether you're in product management or marketing or, or management or sales, whatever the case may be, you're most likely doing things that haven't been done before or haven't been done that way before or haven't been tried out before. Now, when that's the case, we look for approval to try to reduce the risk of what we're going to do. And so we go seeking approval. The problem is the bigger your company is, and or the more likely the person you're getting approval from is a data decision maker, not an emotion or instinct or intuition decision maker, the more likely you're not going to get the approval you're seeking. Let me just restate that. You are most likely not going to get the approval from them for what you want to do if it's something innovative and new. If it's something that hasn't been tried before, hasn't tried this way before. If it's something your intuition is telling you you should do, most likely you're not going to get approval from risk-averse data-based decision makers. Now, what does that mean? Well, it's really quite simple. You have to decide what your alter ego or your character diamond is going to be. How are you going to show up inside of the company? And more specifically, how's it going to show up when you're doing things? And this is where I think most people don't understand. In actuality, you don't need approval to do most things. And if you have to have approval to do it, it most likely has to do with the fact that what you're doing is risky and approval will de-risk it. What I mean by that is it won't be your fault if you mess up. Somebody will know you're doing it. Somebody else looked at it, gave you feedback and said it's okay. Or it means it's expensive which also means it's risky. So the first thing we have to do is we have to understand why it is that we are seeking approval or why it is that we need approval. The reason we are seeking approval has to do with our confidence in the project we're doing. We're seeking it because we aren't brave enough or confident enough to just pull the trigger and do it ourselves. And the reason we need approval is most likely somebody else's confidence in us. You need approval to do something because once again, whatever it is you're thinking of doing or trying to do is too risky for you to be trusted in the organization to actually do it without approval. Now, 
the way you go about solving for this is, I mean, certainly you could go and take all the training on how to do better at presenting your your project and how to do better at, at pleading your case and how to get better, all that stuff. But that's not the way a growth hacker, a pirate would go about doing it because that will take more work than just doing the project. And so when we think about those two sides, why is it that we are so, why is it that we lack confidence in the project that we want to do? And or why is it that our manager, our boss, our company lacks confidence in us doing it? There's, there's a handful of things that are almost always the case of how to solve for that or how to de-risk it. Step number one is the size or scope of the project. Most likely we are drawn to doing a big giant project. Most likely the organization does big giant projects. And so one of the easiest ways to de-risk or reduce the need of approval is to break the project down into smaller chunks using you know the, the concept of agile, of breaking it into something that you can actually get done, that you can get live, that you can get delivered, where you start to see feedback or results. So the very first step we have to take is we have to say, how can I break this down into smaller chunks, into milestones to check off, but more importantly, it can't just be milestones by saying I broke this year long project in month by month, but I've got to break it down into chunks where there's actually something that got shipped and live and out in the wild. Something where you can actually see progress, where you can actually see feedback, where you can actually see hopefully results, hopefully revenue, hopefully improvement, whatever the case may be, where that evidence is going to actually give you the proof, the, the confidence you need to continue with the next phase. So it's really important as you're breaking that project down that you're, you're breaking it down, not just um, from a theoretically what's the most, uh, uh, the most logical steps to take in breaking this project of what needs done first, but also looking at it saying, hey, I need to do it in ways where each stage, each deliverable every two weeks, we're delivering something, getting it live and out in the wild where it can be used, touch, where we get feedback, where we get results, where we get evidence and proof that it worked. And so that is the first part, breaking the project down. Secondarily is most of the time, most organizations is going to be expensive. And the reason why something is expensive has to do with two main reasons. Number one, the approach you're taking costs money. You need to get outside advertisement ran. You need to buy you know, shirts. You need to do something from an outside vendor. Or it's expensive because what you're doing, you can't do. You need an internal person to do the work, meaning the expenses, I need a programmer to go and work on it. Those are the two expenses. And while the best way to do something might be, hey, long-term, we've got to do it with a real life body, a programmer has to build it because I can't do it. Or the best way long-term might be that you're going to spend money in advertising or whatever the case may be. That doesn't mean it's the way to do it upfront. And so what we wanna do is ask ourselves, how could we do this project for less money. Yes, it may not be fully effective. Yes, it may not be fully scaled. In fact, most likely it means you're trying to scale it too early when you need approval because of the cost. And so you say, well, how could I do this for free? How could I do it for just sweat equity? How could I do it myself so I don't have to ask for another person such as a programmer or something? And how can I do it myself meaning I don't need to ask for money to go towards, say, advertising or a third-party vendor. Now, 
this right here is the skill that pirates and growth hackers are amazing at taking and breaking it down to an MVP, minimum viable project. Specifically, minimum viable meaning what's the minimum amount of, of work that I need to do, but just as important, if not more important, what's the minimum amount of spend in either external vendor cost or internal uh, team hours cost? How can I break this down to be the minimum amount possible? And that right there will serve to de-risk it. So you can see the two strategies, right? Strategy number one being, can I break the project down into smaller chunks where I can actually get something live, tangible, out there in the wild where there's data and feedback going on and proof and evidence that it will work. And number two, how can I break it down so that the costs are decreased, so that it is actually um, not costing us money and something where I can allocate my time. You see, this then increases my confidence in it. Hey, it's up to me, I'm the one doing this stuff. And number two, it's a small project where I'll be able to get it live, so I've limited my exposure of risk. At that point, you then run the project without asking approval because I'm going to assume that if something doesn't have a cost, if something won't take that much time, then you don't need approval to do it. You could do it on a weekend. You could do it on a day off. You could take PTO, take a day off and go run the project. You could do it after hours. You could do it on your lunch break. You could do it when you wanna allocate your time to it without asking approval. What this does is it ends up with you getting the data, the proof that you will need to get the project approved with by getting started and building momentum. It gets you the data, that's number one. Number two, it gives you the confidence you'll need to believe in the project because you're starting to see the results of it. And number three, it's going to create momentum. It's going to get this thing going. If you think about the way Ed Milet says, says it, make the decision really fast, flood yourself with confidence, take massive action. Well, in the same way, I've kind of taken that same approach, but said, but in order to get that massive confidence and to take that massive action, if we limit the scope of the project, both in time, in days to delivery, and in cost, it allows that confidence and massive action to actually be less required. We need less action because we only need it for two weeks, not six months. We need less money because we only need a little bit, not a lot. We need less approval because the risk is not as high. And this right here is the number one difference between a innovator, a growth hacker, and the way that a bootstrapper does things versus the way big companies do things. Big companies believe that their power is in their team size, in their economies of scale, in their pocketbook, in their bank account, and that leads them to do projects that check all those boxes off. But it also leads you to do projects that need approval because they're so big and giant and expensive. But when you instead, even in a big company, take the growth hacker's approach to minimize your exposure, to minimize the project, to minimize the spend, it gives you something that's more of a bite-sized chunk that you can get active in, that you can get going, that you don't need approval for, that will start to show results before you ask for approval. At some point, you most likely still will need approval. But instead of asking for approval, you'll be showing your results and asking for feedback. There is a huge difference between showing off your results and asking for feedback than there is in showing off your idea or plan and asking for approval. Most likely, 
when you have momentum, when you have results, when you have progress, the feedback will be, hey, this makes sense, keep going. You'll actually know whether you need that feedback or approval because you'll be able to look at the math and say, would they approve this or not? What would their questions be? What would their feedback be? Which means instead of going once again to ask for feedback, you will have already put on your boss hat and given yourself the feedback and asked yourself the questions that they would have asked, which would allow you to then take the next step of minimizing the next two week sprint, building out that next part, getting that momentum, building up your confidence. Pretty soon over time, you'll find that you aren't asking for approval for anything because each of these steps that you've broken the project into become bite-sized steps that you can hack on your own without approval because each step forward is not risky for the organization and not risky for you. The goal in innovation is not to create a big giant project, it's to do small projects and cycle them quickly. I don't wanna take a huge single step that takes six months. I wanna take small steps that take two weeks so that I'm stepping up those things, gaining my own confidence, gaining my own proof, and therefore not needing approval in the project. So thanks for listening. This hopefully it makes sense. If you have any questions, please feel free to shoot me an email. You can reach me at ryan at refer.io. Anyway, until next time, talk to you later.